0: participants are muted and they can unmute themselves. We are in the Gemara, on Dafnun Bay's Ahmed Bayes towards the bottom in the Mishnah. We begin with the Mishnah. The Mishnah here continues discussing the Halachas to animals, carrying certain items on them out into the Sarabim on Shabbos. Mm-hmm. Zokta A donkey can go out in Shabbos with a Mardas, which is a saddle cloth. As Rashi explains, this is a cloth that's pla- placed on the donkey below the saddle to keep it warm. Bizman Shik if the saddle if the saddle cloth is tied to it, as Gemara will explain what this means. Male rams Yitzin Levuin can go out into the Risharabuven, the Gemara will explain what the expression of Levuven means. The use Yitzin can go out Shusais Kvulis Three all three expressions will be explained in the Gemara. Hizem, the goats, Yitzis, Turais can go out into the Risharabim with their otters tied. As Rashi explains, they would tie the udders in order that it should dry up the milk that's coming out. That was one of the purposes, another purpose was in order to catch any milk that comes out, that the milk shouldn't get lost. So there's a lot to go out in the Hashanah's Ravim. is the udders tied. Rabbi Yaisi says all of these cases are forbidden. Chutz men hakvunais. Besides the ewes that are going out, kavunais, as I said, the Gemara will explain what the word kavunais is. Rabbi Rabbi Yehuda says, going back to the goats, the goats can go out with their udders tied, if that is for the purpose of drying up the milk, not if it's for the purpose of catching the milk. And the difference is, as Rashi explains, when you put, when you tie the udders, in order to dry up the milk, you tie it very tightly. So there's no shash that it's going to fall down in the Rishus and you might come to carry it. But if it's tied to catch the milk, it's tied loosely, and therefore you might come to carry it on Shabbos. We're going back to the first case in the Mishnah, where it said that a donkey can go out with a saddle cloth if it's tied onto it. What does this mean? When the Mishnah says kshuda, it means that it, this uh, saddle, this, this, this saddle cloth, was tied before Shabbos. Um, Amarav Nachman, what's the reason why it has to be tied before Shabbos? Taisus here brings a few pshatim, he brings some Rashi later that says that if it's tied on the animal, if it's tied on the donkey from before Shabbos, then it's considered to be a cloth that the animal is wearing. But if it's not wearing it from before Shabbos, you're just putting it on on Shabbos, so then it's not treated as a cloth, it's not wearing it all week, it wasn't there from before Shabbos, and therefore it's just as a burden and it can't walk out with it on Shabbos. I'll bring you a rayer from a later Mishnah, that when it says here Kshura, it means that it's tied from before Shabbos. It says later in the Mishnah, A donkey may not go out with a saddlecloth, If it's not tied to the donkey. Hey Chidom, what are we talking about here? If the saddle cloth was just placed on the donkey and it wasn't tied to the donkey at all, obviously it shouldn't walk out that way in Shabbos. If it's not tied properly, it could very easily fall off and you'll come to carry it on Shabbos. Elalav, so what's the pshat on the Mishnah there? She'ein' Shabbos. It is tied now, but you didn't tie it onto the donkey before, from before Shabbos. And then, the Mishnah there says, you're not allowed to walk out with the donkey with the saddlecloth. Miklal. so from here it's understood. The Reishah, in the Reishah, when it says that you tied the saddlecloth and you could walk out with it on Shabbos. me out me'arif Shabbos. It's because the saddle cloth was tied onto the donkey from before Shabbos. Shmami na. No, this is a conclusive raya that the pesher of it means that it has to be tied from it from before Shabbos. Tanya na So too we learned in a brayseh chamur yaitzubimardas. A donkey can go out with the saddle cloth. bizman, shkshuroa leymed of Shabbos if it's tied from before Shabbos. Then it says there, it can't go out with the saddle, even if it is tied onto the donkey from before Shabbos. And the reason is, the saddle cloth is placed on the, on the animal to be left there all day, because it keeps it warm. The, the saddle, though, does not keep it as warm as the saddle cloth. And therefore, the saddle itself is just considered to be a burden on the animal. So it can't go out with that on Shabbos. It's not like a garment, it's not a cloth that keeps it warm. Gamliel says, it can go out with a saddle as well, if it was tied from before Shabbos, and as Rashi says, even this saddle also can warm the animal to some extent, and that it's enough for it to be considered a garment and not a burden. However, there's two details here about the saddle that you have to be careful with, Masrihan, that is, you shouldn't tie straps. There were straps that were put at the front of the saddle that were used to hold on to packages when the animal is going. Uh, uphill and the packages can fall back, so these straps were used to hold the packages that they should remain in the right position. And also, there were other straps. There were straps that were placed in the back of the animal below its tail in a case where the animal is going downhill and you don't want the packages to fall down, so then you have to hold, you have to tie the back of the packages to the back of the animal. So, both of these straps. Should not be connected to the animal if you're going out with it on Shabbos because they are not serving any purpose of warming the animal. It's just there as a burden, and therefore it can't be placed on Shabbos. Sochta gamaravaiter boye mineh rav Asi baravashi. Rav Asi asked a question from ravchye baravashi. Now this is a question over here that he asks him you get to a halacha of a saddle, putting a saddle on an animal, not regarding going out with it on Shabbos, just pachlal, are you allowed to place a saddle on an animal on Shabbos? Mahu liten mardas b'shabbos? Are you allowed to place the saddle cloth on the donkey on Shabbos? What should be the problem with this? So the Rishayim discussed this, Toysus here discusses this, Toysus says that this is considered to be a It's an extraneous work, and therefore there's a question whether this is like de khil, you're doing mundane activity, you're working hard on Shabbos, are you allowed to do this on Shabbos? Amalei Yisra'bhi Baravashi says to him, Mutta, you're allowed to put the saddlecloth on the donkey on Shabbos. So Asi Bar Nasan asks him, What's the difference between this saddlecloth that you just said is permitted and the saddle itself which is forbidden to put on Shabbos? Ishtik. Rab'Khi bar was quiet. He didn't respond to this question. Now why was he quiet? So as Rashi explains, he understood, Rabbi Asi Bar-Nasen understood he was quiet because he asked him a question without a source. He's asking him, what's the difference between placing the saddle cloth on the uh, chamayr or placing the saddle on the chamayr? That the saddle cloth, he said, is for, uh, permitted, and the saddle itself is forbidden. He didn't bring him any source for his question. So, he understood that Rabbi Asi bar is being quiet because he didn't hold it, the whole question. They're both permitted. So, therefore, Eswe, Rabbi asks him a question from a b'raiseh, where you see that the u'kif is forbidden, the saddle itself is forbidden to put on the animal on Shabbos. How do you see this? It's because the says, a saddle that's already on a donkey on Shabbos. Do not remove it, don't take it off with your hands. Ella, rather, what do you do? Just have it walk back and forth in the chatzor. And eventually it'll fall off on its own. But you shouldn't take it off on Shabbos. So what do you see from this b'r'ayse? Says the Gemara, If it's telling you that you're not allowed to take it off on Shabbos, you definitely are not allowed to put it on on Shabbos. So here, in this b'r'ayse, I see that to put on a saddle on Shabbos is forbidden. So this is the basis of Rav Asi bar question, why to put on a saddle cloth that you say is permitted, and why to put on a saddle itself is forbidden? What's the difference between them? So the Gemara says, Amale rab rab says to Rav Asi bar don't ask this question. Shavke, leave bar he holds of the opinion of his teacher, Rav the name of his teacher, Rav, when it comes to putting things onto an animal on Shabbos, you're allowed to hang a a feed basket for the animal on Shabbos. That no, it shouldn't have to bend down to the ground to eat the food, but it's a basket that's hanging hanging on the animal that it can eat from it. You're allowed to hang that on the animal of Shabbos on Shabbos. That is, the most definitely, you can place the saddle cloth onto the animal on Shabbos. <laughs> What's the kavachayim? If placing the basket of feed for the animal, which is only for the purpose of pleasure, so the animal shouldn't have to bend down to the ground, it should be able to eat with pleasure. Shari, that's allowed to be done on Shabbos. Over here, the animal is cold, it's freezing cold, and you want to give it, they want to warm it up, take away its, its suffering. For sure, you're allowed to place the saddlecloth on the animal on Shabbos. This is Rav's opinion. So again, Rav holds, you can do these things for an animal on Shabbos, even though it might be a tircha yeseire, it might be like a mundane activity, too much of an extraneous work. You're allowed to do it for the animal's sake, whether it's to alleviate it from suffering, or whether you're doing it in order to uh, just increase or help it with pleasure that it should be able to eat properly. Shmuel disagrees. Shmuel says, Mardas, Mutter to place the saddle cloth is, is permitted that's taking away its suffering but to hang the food the, for the the basket of food for the animal that is forbidden he repeated the opinion of Rav in front of Shmuel, that you're allowed a place on the animal, even the, the basket of feed for it. So Shmuel responded, If this is what Abba says, which is uh, refers to Rav, as Rashi says, Abba means my friend. If this is what Rav said, He knows nothing about Hilchus Shabbos at all. In other words, it can't be Rav says such a thing. How could Rav say such a thing? It doesn't make any sense. Kisalek Rabzeire, when Rav went to Eretz as we learned already a few times, Rabzeire, at a certain point, left and went to Eretz Ashkechel Ashkechele Yamin bar Yefes, he found Rabin Yamin bar Yefes, the Yosef v'ko'omalei Rab Rabyechenin, which repeated in the name of Rabyechenin, noisnen merdaas laga b'chamor b'shabes, you're allowed to place, the, the saddle-cloth on the donkey on Shabbos. Amalei, so when Abzader heard this, he responded and said, Yasha, well said. This is what aryech said in Bavel Who's aryech? Aryach refers to Shmuel, and he's called Aryach, which is an expression that refers to a king, because he was very bucky in Halacha, so therefore he said, Shmuel said, like what you said, you're allowed to place the saddle-cloth on the donkey on Shabbos. Manu Shmuel, this is Shmuel. Freg the Gemara, wait a minute. V'ha Rav Yomra. Rav also said you're allowed to place a saddle cloth on the animal. What was the argument between Rav and Shmuel? Only regarding the traskel, which is for the sake of the pleasure of the animal. But as far as the Mardas is concerned, everybody agrees you can put that on the the donkey. So what's the Chiddush that he's telling you that that, that Shmuel said this? Ella, rather the continuation of the story there is, Shamei, Rabzadeh heard, Rabin Yamin Bar-Yefes, that have a Messiah in bay, that he continued and he concluded and said, in the name of Rab Yechenen, the ain't traskol be You're not allowed to hang this uh, basket of feed for the animal on Shabbos, like Shmuel said. On that he told him, Y'asher, well said, V'chein we tirgim a'aryeh be'bovel. This is also what Shmuel, a'aryeh, said in Bavel the cool alma Either way, what do we see here? Everybody agrees that mardas mutter to place the saddlecloth on the animal on Shabbos is mutter. Why Maishno, May So we come back to our original question that we had before why a saddlecloth is allowed to be put on the animal and why the saddle itself is not allowed. This was the question that Asi Barnasan asked Raphir Baravashi, the Gamara never answered it. So the Gemara explains, Shani Hassam the the That really the whole diyk that we had in the braise is not a correct deal. The Gemara brought a braise that said that you see that you're not allowed to take off a, a, a saddle from the animal. And the Gemara said if you can't take it off for sure you can't put it on. That was our source, that you're not allowed to put the saddle onto the animal on Shabbos. So the Gemara now says, no, you can't make that di'ik at all. You know why you're not allowed to take off the saddle from the animal? Because it can fall down on its own. Dev Shudanofu the Brai says, have it walk back and forth, and eventually it will fall off on its own. To put it on, since it doesn't happen on its own, that may be allowed. So therefore the Gemara now is saying, that you're allowed to put on both the mardas and the ukif, the saddle cloth and the saddle onto the donkey on Shabbos. Papa, Mara. Papa says, No, there is a distinction between the saddle itself and the saddle cloth. When you put on the saddle cloth, what's the purpose? You want to warm the donkey. To take off the saddle, why do you want to take off the saddle? If you see that the donkey is very hot, so then you want to take it off to let it cool off. So therefore, we say as follows To warm the donkey, islatzaida. This is something that the donkey has is suffering from. So it's very cold and therefore you're allowed to cover it in Shabbos with the saddle cloth. But Tzana no, just to cool it off, less Lotzayr. This is something that it does not have Tzar from because the donkey naturally is always very cold and even if it's hot right now, it's going to get cold immediately and therefore you're not allowed to take off the saddle to cool it off. And the Hainu, the Omri Inchi, this is the statement that people say about the nature of a donkey. Chamra, a donkey, a even in the month of Tammuz or in the Tkufa of Tammuz when it's extremely hot he's still cold and therefore he's suffering when he doesn't have a covering on his back and therefore you're allowed to put on the saddle cloth but not remove the saddle which is not for the purpose of alleviating its suffering it's a famous statement in the Gemara the Rebbe quoted it very often when he gave it to the time in the summer that that a person that is uh, very mugushim, he's very coarse in his behavior and in his uh, character, he doesn't refine himself, and he's coarse like a donkey. Even in a time period like Tammuz, when the sun is shining with its fullest intensity, and it should be hot, there should be a revelation of Godliness, he still is cold because of his overindulgence into the chamoir, uh, into the chumri of Elamhaza. That's uh, the way that Rebbe quoted this Gemara very often. Dr. Gamoravayt, May another question was asked over here from a Braise, on this aloche, that you're allowed to place a saddle cloth onto the animal on Shabbos. So the Braise says as follows, lo mm-hmm. b'znav a, a, a horse should not go out under Shabbos with the tail of a fox, which is placed between the eyes of the horse for the purpose of getting rid of an iron hoda. And not with a, um, red, a red ribbon sort of that it has between the eyes. Okay? And what's the reason for this? It's just a, a decoration. It's not a decoration that people usually put so therefore it's not something that's around, allowed. <clears throat> Now, another halacha, zov a Azov should not go out with the pouch used that inspects, to, helps a person inspect to see if he's still a zav or not or if he has an emission or not. This is a halacha that we had before in Dafir Aleph here on Shabbos. We learned about this parichis, about when a zav is allowed to go out with a pouch on Shabbos. And goats are not allowed to go out with a pouch used for their udders. And a cow should not go out with a muzzle on its mouth. And the colts may not go out with uh, the feed bags around their mouths in the public domain and an animal should not go out with the shoes on their feet and also not with an amulet even if this is an amulet that we know works and it's created by an expert and it worked already three times by other people nevertheless, as Rashi here says nevertheless you shouldn't use this amulet for the animal to go out with it in Shabbos this is more stringent regarding an animal going out on Shabbos than a person going out on Shabbos. Exactly which case this by the behemah refers to, the Gemara will explain an animal should go, could, could go out with a bandage on a wound or with a splint on a broken limb or a placenta that's partially dangling out of the animal's body it's allowed to go out with that on Shabbos and then another another last halachi here this is not regarding going out into the rishus this is even within Rishusha Yachid if it has the bells that are hanging on it, so you have to stuff up the bell that it shouldn't ring, it shouldn't make a noise, and you're allowed to walk around with it in the Chatzah with these bells. But it's not allowed to make this noise, on Shabbos you're not allowed to have these things making this extra noise. Okay, this is an interesting thing just to point out. Also, we're to today, a Sefer which has a crown that has bells on it, so we are careful to make uh, sure that the bells do not have that piece inside that cause it to uh, make the sound that a bell makes. I believe, if I remember correctly, this is something that the Rebbe requested to uh, the that on Shabbos um, they should remove the inside. I believe you go in other places, they're not in Israel in this. They do uh, have the bells with the pieces inside that make the noise, but over here you see in the Gemara there's an Indian on Shabbos not to make this noise, and it's Arminic to take it out on Shabbos. Okay, now what is the Gemara bringing up this Braisim before? This Brace is actually a question on Rav. I, I made a mistake before I said it's going to be a question on, on the case of a mardas. It's actually a question on Rav that said that you're allowed to place the basket of feed on the animal on Shabbos. What did it say over here? In this b'risa it said, That the Siyochim cannot go out with the traskelim with the feed basket, by their mouth into the on Shabbos. Hu loy only to the Rishus Rabbim it's not allowed to go out. But if it's in the chatzer, it is allowed to go out with it in the Chatser on Shabbos. And the Gemara understands that this B'raise means that you're allowed to even place the basket on the animal on Shabbos. Even though it doesn't say it clearly in the B'raise, but Teisvis over here says that only over here regarding this case does it say Rishus Rabbim. Even though the Chayyim, most of the Beraita is speaking about going out to the Shusarabim, it never c- elaborates and says that word the Shusaravim. Only regarding this case, it says the Shusarabim. So therefore, the Gemara is Medayik that the issue with the with the traskal, with the basket of feed, placing it on the animal is only regarding going out to the Shusarabim. In the Chutzir of the Rishusayachid, it can go with the basket of feed even if you placed it there on Shabbos, which is a question on Rav's opinion. My love, don't you think, Big we're talking about animals that are more mature. And Taino again over there, for them, the only reason to place the basket is for an extra pleasure. What's the story with the animals that are more mature? So they have uh, big knees, big, they're very tall, but they also have long necks that they can bend down, not so not so difficult for them to bend down to access their food. So giving them the basket of feed, not to have to bend down, is just for a purpose of uh, pleasure. And still, the Braise says, it's forbidden. So the Gemara says, Loi. that's not what this Braise is speaking about. We're speaking about Biktanim, young animals, tsar. for them, it's a suffering to have to bend down to, uh, to eat the food, because when the, the, these young animals have very high knees, but they have short necks, and if it's, a, it's a painful for them to always have to bend down to eat their food, so the young animals, you're allowed to place the basket of food over there for them. Even according to Shmuel, everybody would agree to this. Yeah, Zokta Gomaravite, Deikanami, Deikanami, the right. This is Diktani Domyem, the Kameya. Because it says here in braise when it talks about placing the feed for the animal, it's similar to the case of Kamea. What's the the amulet used for? For to alleviate the, the suffering of the animal, to get rid of a certain sickness the animal has. So just like over there it's talking about getting rid of the suffering of the animal, so too over here we're talking about getting rid of the suffering of the animal, that we're talking about young animals that have a difficult time bending down to the ground. Okay, we go to the next Gemara, but I think I misspoke before when I said that this Braissa is a question on Rav, it was a riot to Rav. And the Gemara explains that it's not a riot to Rav because over here, even Shmuel would agree and say that we're talking about a traskel that's alleviating the suffering of the animal and therefore it's allowed to be put on. Talk to Gemara Vaiter Omar Mar, we're going to this case of the amulet. So, the Braissa said, you can't put an amulet on the animal to go out with it on Shabbos. Even if it's an amulet that's been proven by an expert. But we learned in the next Patek regarding a person that He's only not allowed to go out with an amulet if it's created by someone that's not an expert. But an amulet that's been proven and it's made by an expert, then he's allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, here by the animal as well, we're talking about the animal going out with an amulet that was not made by an expert. The Braise clearly says that the animal is not allowed to go out with this amulet, even if it's made by an expert. So how can we say this? So the Gemara answers What the Brai'sa meant to say is, even if it was made by an expert, that's an expert for amulets used by human beings, if he made an amulet for the animal, you can't go out with it. But if it was an amulet made by somebody, that's an expert for amulets made for animals, you're allowed to go out with it on Shabbos. What does this mean? Um, Is there a person that's an expert to make amulets just for human beings and not for animals? So the Gemara says, yes, in Adam the Isle Mazala, a person has a mazel. And therefore, the muzzle supports him. The behemoth that does not have a mazel does not have that support of the muzzle. and therefore, the expert making it for human beings, not necessarily is an expert, to know how to make the amulet for the animal. As Rashi here says, the muzzle we're talking about is malach shaloy, a malach, or a malach that is a. Um, that defends him. That uh, that talks good for the for the person. A person has a malach that defends a person lemayla. An animal does not have this kind of a muzzle. So of course everything in the world has a muzzle, including even a blade blade of grass. But this kind of malach, which is a melech, that speaks in the, for for the person's uh, positive for the person, that's only by a human being and not by an animal. So the b'ayse then said that there's a stringency regarding an animal going out on Shabbos even more than a person. But now we just explained, when it comes to an amulet, the halacha by both are the same. A human being or an animal is allowed to go out on Shabbos with an amulet if it's made by an expert. Expert for the animal, and expert for the person. If it's made by someone that's not an expert, so then you're not allowed to go out an Shabbos. So there's really no, no difference. So what's the chaymer? Answers the gemara. Mi Kameyakoy. Do you think that this Khumra, the statement of the B'raiseh, was referring to the amulet? koy. It was referring to shoes. That an animal is not allowed to go out into the Rosh Hashanah with shoes. A human being, of course, is allowed. And that's the Chumrah that the Brayse was talking about. <coughs> the Gemara now returns to what we learned before, the halacha of placing a uh, saddlecloth on the animal of Shabbos in order to alleviate the animal's suffering. So the Gemara brings a Brayse as a question of this. Toshamah, we learned in a adam, You can anoint a person... And you could also scrape off scabs from a person's body on Shabbos. But you can't anoint or scrape off the scabs from an animal on Shabbos. My love, what, do you th- what is the psharer, the ikem There's a wound, and the animal is suffering from this. Omishum tsar, and there's suffering, and you still, you're not allowed to do uh, anything to alleviate the suffering of the animal, to anoint it or to remove the scab. Zog gemara No. No raya, that's not what we're talking about. The gama maka, the wound is already done, it's not painful for the animal, but um, it's just for the purpose of pleasure to anoint the animal or to remove the scab and that's not allowed to be done on Shabbos. So this, as Rashi points out, will explain how this b'rassi can work with Shmuel's opinion. Shmuel said that you're only allowed to alleviate the suffering of the animal and place a, a, a cloth on it on Shabbos. Rav held that he even allowed a basket of feed for the animal in Shabbos for the purpose of Tainug. Here, according to the answer of the Gemara, this Braisa is talking about the purpose of Tainug and it says that it's not allowed. Therefore, Rashi says, Rav Tanahu Upolig. The Gemara is not giving an answer for Rav's opinion. Rav actually argues on this Braisa here. So, Gemara Behemosha An animal that had a congestion of its blood. You can't place it into water, that it should cool off to alleviate its suffering. A human being that has this congestion of the blood. You're allowed to place them into water in order to alleviate this pain. So what do we see here? That to alleviate the suffering of the animal, it may not be done on Shabbos. So this is a question both on Rav Amarole, so the, all the answers. Gzeira, meshum shchikas samamonim. There, there's a different issue. There, there's a that Chazal made. You're not allowed to do something which is a healing. The animal, it's not just alleviating its suffering, but it's doing something which is sort of a refuah. We have the general gzeira of not using anything or doing anything for the purpose of a refuah on Shabbos because you may come to grind the, uh, the samamonim, the, the, the whatever is needed to, to, to create the medicine on Shabbos, so therefore there's Zechzeiter against doing any refu on Shabbos. That's over here why this is different. If that's the case, so, a person should also not be allowed to go into water to alleviate the suffering, to heal himself from this congestion of the blood. And for the Gemara, When a person goes into the water, it doesn't look like he's doing it for the purpose of healing himself, it just looks like he's cooling himself off. And therefore it's allowed. Say the same thing regarding an animal. An animal going into water on Shabbos, it just looks like it's cooling itself off and there's no healing over here. And for the Gemara, no, they're, 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 it's not. It's not ordinary. It's not the customary for an animal to go and cool itself off this way, and therefore people will see that it's 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 pretty apparent that it's being done just for the purpose of healing, and therefore the gezera of rufuah on Shabbos applies. the <coughs> Gemara, This gezera of Rufua, does it apply to an animal? And the Gemara will bring you a brisa here where you see that when there's a a concern of, of losing, of the hefzid of your animal, of losing the animal that it could die or could st- whatever, it's a problem of hefzid that you might lose your animal, then Chachamim did not apply their xaydis. So we should say the same thing here. What does it say in the b'raise? If a person's animal is standing outside of of the t'chum, so at this point, the gemara thinks, the pradovi here is that the animal is outside of its owner's t'chum, All right? A person is only allowed to walk two and and now your animal went outside of your trom so you can't go and get it so what does it say you can call the animal and it'll come into the trom with you so what do we see over here even though really there's an isra to do this on Shabbos nevertheless you're allowed to Chachamun did not apply their decree in this case and they allowed a person to bring back his animal on Shabbos by calling it and bringing it back into the Tchom on Shabbos. What's the reason? Because there could be a hefset, a financial loss, and therefore they're allowed to do this. The And the gzede, that they say that Chachamun would usually apply in this case, that the person might walk out and go bring his animal in, does not apply. Because over here the animal may just walk off and he's going to lose his animal. So the same should apply before, it to an animal that has a congestion of its blood, the gzera of refuah, shouldn't apply, that you should be allowed to place it into cold water to, to, to heal it. And, and for the gemara, the answer is, We're not talking about a case where the animal is outside of your tum. We're talking today about a case where you have your tchum and the animal has its tchum. What does that mean? How does the animal have its own tchum? Because before Shabbos, you gave your animal to a shepherd that's taking care of the animal. So the tchum of the animal goes according to where the shepherd is, and the owner has his tchum. So the animal is inside the tchum of the owner. So really there's no problem for the animal to go to that place where the animal is. Okay, but the animal though is out of, has walked out of its tchum, and therefore it can't come back into the tchum. So therefore, what, the, what, what this Braisa is saying is, that you're allowed to call the animal, and it'll come on its own, but you're not allowed to take it by hand. If it just comes on its own, that's allowed. It's allowed to go out of its home. But if you're not allowed to take it by hand out of its home on Shabbos. But we're not talking about a case where Chachamim removed their gzeda for the purpose of not allowing your animal to go get lost. So therefore, we have no question from this case. So, this case, whether you're allowed to make a refuah, for an animal, is a machloikas tanoim? The Tanya we see in a braise clearly a machloikas regarding the subject. Is there the gzeirah of Chazal, regarding refuah, not to do a refuah on Shabbos? Does that apply to an animal? Beheimeh kashinin, A beheimeh that overate. It ate a lot of kashinin, a lot of vetches, and it has to... It, 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 it's it's it's, it's uh, sick, and it's suffering, and it has to relieve itself. Don't have it run back and forth in the Chatzar in order to soften its, its intestines that it should alleviate itself. All right? Because so, that's your healing on Shabbos. You're not allowed to do for an animal or something which is uniquely for the purpose of refuah. But, Rab'ayshiyah Matar, says, or as the gear says on the side of the Gemara, Rab says it's allowed. Darash rove, so rove darashins halacha. K'rab or K'rab Yeshia. We pass on like K'rab that the xayra of rufua does not apply to an animal on Shabbos. Going back to the braise that we had before, O Mamar, Azov should not go out with its pouch, and goats should also not go out with the pouch that's placed on their v'atanye. In another we learned, izim that goats are allowed to go out with a pouch that's placed on, that's placed on their orders on Shabbos. Amr Rav have Yehuda, Rav Yehuda the answers lekashit. There's no contradiction here. Ha the the case where it says that it's allowed is because the pouch is placed t- tightly and we're not afraid that it's going to fall off. Ha the Loi Mahadik, and the case where the Brisa says it's not allowed is because it's placed loosely and we're afraid it's going to fall off. That was Rav Yehuda's answer. Rav Yisuf Amar, Rav says, wait a minute, Ta- tana, uh, Sorry, Tanoi mi Alma. you're removing all of the Tanoiim of the world. In other words, this is a subject that's been discussed by other Tanoiim and we clearly see that this is a Machlaikis Tanoim. Tanoi. This is clearly a machleik Is tanoim, as we have already learned in the beginning of today's Shia in the Mishnah. Tanan. we learned in the Mishnah, so the Tanaqama said, ha'izim, Goats are allowed to go out with their udders tied. And he made no distinction how it's tied. Either way, goats are allowed to go out with their udders tied. And Rabbi Yaisi says, no, it's forbidden for the, for the goats to go out with their udders, he asks us all the things they mentioned over there in the Mishnah chutz menaracheh which the Gemara is going to explain soon. But then Rabbi I'm a third opinion regarding the goats tying the udders. So Rabbi Yudas opinion was, izim is that you can tie their udders, livash, if you want to dry up the udders. avaloi l'cholev, not if you're milking them. So we see right over here that there are three opinions in the Mishnah regarding this subject. So if you have a steed in the B'raises, there's no problem, it's just two different opinions over here. The bai what now the says we can say regarding the two Braises mentioned before. Rabbi They both are following the opinion of Rabbi but like Kashia, and There's no question. Because we see Rabbi Yehuda made a distinction. Depends how you putting the how you're tying the otters. Kan Livash, the braise that said that it's allowed is because you're drying up the otters and then it's tied tightly and it's not a problem that it's gonna fall off. And also, Rashi here adds another point, when you tie it tightly to, tie, to, to dry up the udders, so the animal that's, that's milking, it weakens the body of the animal. You dry it up and it doesn't have to milk anymore, that strengthens the animal. So that's something that's a purpose for the strengthening the body of the animal and it's not just considered to be a burden. And And then the other case where it says it's forbidden is because it's being placed there to catch the milk. And then it's tied loosely, number one, and therefore could fall off. And number two, it's considered to be a extra burden for the animal because it's not helping the animal itself. there's a the story of the Izim of Beis Shahoyu Dadeim Gasan. They had very very big otters, Vasal and Kisim, and they made these uh, pouches for them, Yisrutu Dadeyan, so that the otters uh, should not scrape. And and that's allowed to be done on Shabbos since it's being done for the purpose of the animal on Shabbos. Since we were talking about the others of the animal, the Gemara brings in a very interesting story. It was a story with an individual that his wife passed away. She left a son that had to be nursing. He didn't have any money to pay somebody to nurse the child. V'naase a nest happened to this person, v'niftuchu daden dadi isha. And the Abish gave him two daden, that should have breasts to be able to feed this child. V'heinik has benoy, and he fed this child. An unbelievable, Nes. Omer Av came and said about this story, v'yur zeh. See how great this person is? Sh'naase lo'i nes perform performed such a kind of miracle for him. Amalei Abaye, Abaye commented and said, "Vakert Adarabe." On the contrary, Kama Garua Adumze. Look how low this person is. Shenestanu LeSidrei Beresius, that the Aish should change the Sidrei Beresius for him, and he wasn't deserving to get the schar, to, to, to afford to be able to pay for somebody to nurse him. The fact that he couldn't afford that shows how low he was. That's Rashi's pshat. Uh, uh, yeah, Rashi's pshat. The Marsha says, says, means we learned already in the Gemara Brachas, when the performs a miracle for somebody, is you deduct from his merits. So therefore, this person, Taka, experienced a great miracle, but now he's gerua, because his, his uh, merits has been uh, the deducted from him. Doctor Gemara Another thing we can take out of this story. Yehuda, boy or a, come is a nice of shalodom. Come and see how difficult it is for a person to make his parnasa to have his food. Shenishtano all of sidre bereshis that the Abishar changes over his Sidre and Bereishis and couldn't get him food. The food, the Parnassah, is something that the Abishar did not change Sidre Bereishis for. So that's something that remains extremely difficult for a person to get. Instead, the Abishar changes and makes a miracle that he should have breasts to feed his child. Om um, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, Teida, I'll prove to you that Parnasseh is something that's difficult, the Misrachish nisa. the Eberstot here, this is the way Rashi explains the Gemara. Misrachish Nissa means we see often, or more often, that miracles happen to save a person's life, but... But we don't see, often at all, a miracle happening where a person suddenly finds more wheat in his storehouse that he has extra food in his house out of the blue. For that, we don't see miracles occurring. So we see that the Abish does not make miracles so easily regarding Parnasa, And therefore, that's why Kashim is a nice of Shaladam. The Rebbe comments on this gemata, this last point here, and brings the famous... Uh, Point that's always brought in Chizikis and in many places from the Drosheh Saran. The Ran says, The Eibusha does not make a nest for no purpose. And therefore here, we, the Rebbe says the source of that can be seen right here in the Gemada When it comes to saving a person's life, the makes a nest. It's mamish an extreme situation, for that the will make a nest. But to create Parnasa for a person, that he should find wheat in the storehouse, for that the doesn't necessarily create a nest. Adarabba, the wants things to function in the world, alpiderecha that a person should work for his Parnasa, alpiderecha and therefore, the doesn't so quickly make a nest for such a kind of thing. A story with an individual that married his wife, that had her hand cut off. And he did not recognize this fact until the day she passed away. Omarav, so Rav commented and said, Look and see how modest this woman was. She covered herself and he didn't notice. That her husband didn't even notice this. Omarav says, No, that's not. doesn't prove anything about her modesty. for her, this is normal. And then there's a and Rashi over here says, first of all, it's normal for a woman to cover herself and second of all, especially in this case, when she has such a handicap, she wants to cover it and therefore he didn't notice. Look how this person is, that he didn't notice that his wife had his hand cut off. So this gemara is very interesting because there's a famous gemara in Kiddushin that says, A person is not allowed to marry a woman until he sees her and he looks at her and he says, only then is he allowed to marry her. So what's the Pshat? How is, he, how is he allowed to marry her? And he didn't even notice that she had her hand cut off. So there's a similar question that's asked regarding Avram and Yitzchak when it says that Avram did not even know, recognize his wife Sarah Only when they came down to Mitzrayim he recognized her. And by Yitzchak that uh, Eliezer was sent to go bring her to him and the, the Kedushan was made even before uh, Yitzchak uh, saw her. How is it possible? Now, Avraham and Yitzchak did not see their wife before they married them. So one of the answers that's given is, when you're talking about such great people like Avraham and Yitzchak, and there's no concern, even if they're not going to see their wife, and later, whatever they discover, it won't change their relationship, it won't bring to any issues of shalom bias, you're allowed to get married even without seeing your wife in advance. So over here, apparently, this person was on such a caliber that even without looking and seeing his wife in advance and noticing that she has a hand cut off, he was allowed to go ahead and marry her. Okay, the next Gemara goes back to the Mishnah. I think we'll leave it for tomorrow. We'll continue. Metzushem, the Gemada tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. Atzloch Rabbe, only good news in everything we do.